Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Low Def Media. Uh, today, we've got a, a hodgepodgery of topics to discuss. Um, it's going to be all over the map. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It's been a long time since I've recorded a podcast, so forgive me if I do ramble just a little bit. Um, today, setup. Uh, this is the one thing we do at the top of every show. We talk about the setup. Uh, using the F-Deuce uh, podcast microphone today, the SL40. I'm going to look over here on the side make sure that that's what it is. Uh, this is my preferred microphone for podcasting. Uh, I find I get pretty decent results with it. It's a USB XLR microphone, decent price point. And so if it works, stick with it. And if you... Yeah, if you just look at the title of the show, Low Def Media, uh, we don't pump a lot of money into the production or into the equipment, and that's for a reason, because, um, and, and that's kind of part of what today's discussion will be about. It's going to be, uh, you know, a, a lot of different things, but this is going to be one of them, you know, the uh, gear, equipment, and we'll get to all that, but this is a solid performer, and so this is what I stick with, and it kind of falls in line with the low-def media uh, kind of mantra here, uh, doing more with less. Uh, so you'll also notice that today don't have uh, video, not, not recording any video today, and that's simply because my office is a wreck, and that's, that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with that first. Um, if you're a fan of the show, um, you've probably either seen a video on YouTube or um, one of my podcast videos um, where I, I've kind of rearranged the studio, the home office. I've got a dedicated podcasting area now and I've got a dedicated YouTube video. I, I don't know, it's my desk and I put a camera there, but I like the angle because in the background I've got some shelves and I've got some RGB lights and so it makes for you know a visually um, appealing background. Uh, but when I make my podcasts, you know, it's, I had this vision where in the background, I was going to have some lights set up in the corner and it was just going to be a different look. And then that way I could have different equipment set up so I could just kind of, you know, turn the laptop on, press play, and I could record a podcast, right? Well, as I started watching uh, some of those videos, um, or actually I only recorded one, when I started looking at some of the other videos that I started... I didn't like the aesthetic in the back, and so I stopped recording a video with the podcast. Now, I don't know if you're if you're like me, you know, as a content creator, and yeah, I, I call myself that, but I'm a fledgling content creator. It's not my full-time gig. It's just kind of like a, it's a hobby. It's a part-time deal. And, you know, I had this, this vision of how I wanted the office to look and to make it easier uh, to create either videos or podcasts. And then when that doesn't happen, when life events take over and now your office is right back the way it was before, it's got stuff crammed all over the place. And now when you turn a camera on, you see all this stuff in the background, you're like, okay, I, I can't record that. So frustrating. So hopefully you can relate to that. Um, and it's one of those things, it's an ebb and flow, it'll get clean and then I'll be happy and then it won't be clean and I'll be frustrated. Uh, but Hey, one thing I do want to mention, uh, is this mic arm that I'm using. It's from X tech and I'm looking at the box on the floor. It is called 
a multi-joint adjustment studio microphone arm stand. Now it looks very similar to the Rode uh, mic stand or uh, mic arm, boom arm, mic boom, whatever you want to call that. It looks very similar to the Rode uh, version. And there are a couple other high-end model, you know, manufacturers. It, instead of looking like um, a robot's exoskeleton, uh, those uh, very entry-level boom arms that have the parallel pieces of metal and the springs, they're kind of spring-loaded, very uh, rudimentary design. It's about $15, $20 if you want to buy one of those. Some of them are pretty good. I bought one by Neewer had a really good weight capacity on it and it was nice, but it just, it wasn't long enough and it didn't bend in the right directions the way you needed it to. So I spent a little extra and I got this one and I've got to tell you, it has made all the difference. If you have access to Amazon, look for X-Tech, uh, the microphone arm, uh, because this thing, you can, you know, it has the channel up at the top where you can hide the cord. Uh, if you have an XLR mic, or even if you just have, like I'm using today, a USB-C cable, as long as it's you know long enough, you can run it right up the microphone connector into the arm and then down to your computer. So it keeps everything nice and neat and potentially keep it out of the shot if you're doing video. So that uh, is a plug for them. Yeah, doesn't do me anything. But uh, when you find something that works, you like to share. So that's from me to you. So what are we really going to talk about today? Well, uh, oh, that's very interesting. I did pause my um, recording ever so slightly just so I could uh, grab some tissue. You know, it's allergy season. And it looks like my gain is different now that I've turned it back on. So uh, technology stuff, not not always my strong suit. So here's what the 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 crux of today's talk is about, and it always revolves around content creation and uh, equipment, uh, photography, videography. And, and today, what I want to talk about is firstly, the dichotomy when it comes to content creation. There's, there's always the part that, and I think a lot of you can relate to this, there's always that one part that wants to grab a camera that wants to um, either take a picture or record video, or in this case, grab your microphone and record a podcast, right? So, so there's always that part in you because that's, that's where a lot of us find our joy. That's our, it's our hobby and we like it, but you don't always feel like it. And so today is like one of those days. It's, it's one of those things where you, you haven't created a podcast in a while. So you've always got that that want, that desire inside to do it. But, you know, things don't line up. You're busy and, you know, maybe you had a bunch of ideas and you were really chomping at the bit, but, uh, you know, this happened, that happened, and you don't get the time you need uh, to dedicate to creating your podcast. So you don't. And then, sure enough, the, the day comes up where you have time and you can do it. And then what happens? Of course, you don't really feel like it or you totally forget everything that you wanted to talk about. And luckily for me, I talk, I took some notes. And so my planner, my journal thing is really coming in handy today. But you know, it's, it's very rare that all the stars align all at once and you feel like doing it. You have the time, you've got all the creative juices, you've got all the great ideas. It's very rare that that, 
that really happens. All right. So now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about, um, let's talk about content creation. So recently I took a vacation. I went to Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg, and, uh, spent a couple days in DC. Now, as a person who loves photography and videography, I thought, Hey man, this is a great opportunity to take some of my cameras and to really, um, you know, max, not maximize, really experiment. That's a good word. Experiment with, um, making these cameras work, getting the most out of them. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to pause it. My arm stand is not working the way I want it. Hold on just a minute. You know, it never fails. Just when you start talking about uh, a microphone arm, you know, boom arm, microphone stand, whatever you want to call it. As soon as you start saying nice things about it, of course, this is what happens. It starts giving you fits because I, I tend to want to mess with it during the podcast and it's it always then, then it gets out of whack. So anyway, so what we're, what we're talking about, we're going going on a vacation. Got all these micro and microphones. Now I have one track mind, um, cameras. So, and they're all smaller sensor cameras. And so what I was really hoping to do, um, was to use these cameras to really determine which ones were the best for vacation photography or videography, which ones would, would I want to rely on most often to get the job done? If I'm going to go somewhere, what is going to be my go-to camera? So what did I take? I took, um, a DJI, um, Insta 360. No, DJI, you can't do that. An Insta 360 One X2, an Insta 360 Go To. Um, let's see. A, I took my GoPro Hero 11, a Sony Handycam, and I wanted to take the DJI Osmo Pocket, but I, I just. I didn't want to fiddle with that. So, because, you know, putting it in your pocket, out of your pocket, it's got the gimbal. So that, that wasn't good for the sightseeing I was going to do. So relied mostly on those four cameras. Plus I had my iPhone with me and I also took a larger camera. I took my Fuji XS10 because I I thought I'm going to grab some great pictures. Okay. So that's the plan. Got a whole bag full of camera gear. So we go up there and each day I dedicated uh, that day to a different camera. And what I found, what was very surprising to me is that the Insta360 Go 2, very small thumb size camera, one was very handy uh, because I could just carry it in my hand. It did not impede me at all. It didn't prevent me from doing anything. It's not like you're carrying, even a GoPro is a little bigger and chunkier and it's harder to fit in a pocket, but this I could put anywhere takes decent pictures, very usable pictures. And then also the video was very crisp because it's 2.7 K. And as long as you're outside with a lot of light works great. So I found that that camera was probably the, the easiest to use, the most versatile. Also with the lanyard, you can put it on your shirt and then you can document where you're going without even have to hold the camera. So again, uh, very great results. Uh, from that camera. The only downside for me, because there's only the one button on the front and it's the entire front of the camera. And so you press, if you've got it outside of the case, you press it once and, and you can adjust these preferences, but you press it once and it starts the video. You double press it 
and you get a picture. Okay. Now that's the way it's supposed to work, but it doesn't always work that way. If you don't get the timing right, you want to take a picture, you only get a video. Or if you want a video, maybe you pressed it too long and it turns the camera into on, but waiting like um, an idle position. And so I liked it, but it does come with a couple quirks. Now the other part, you can't see what you're taking a picture of. You can't see the result. And so you, you assume you're getting a picture. You assume you're getting the video in frame, but you may or may not be, you don't know until you download it. It's kind of like using a old school 35 millimeter film camera where you, you're always surprised when you get your, your film back or your pictures. Cause you just, you don't know, you're not sure. So, uh, that one was really fun to use and I did like the results. So I would probably put that one probably a solid, uh, uh, top three. Uh, another camera that was very fun to use was the Insta 360 one X two. I don't have the X three, but the X two got some really interesting, uh, pictures with that and some really good video, but that would not be my, my go-to, my main shooter, uh, simply because it just, it's not what it's designed for. You can use it as a dedicated action cam. If you're doing something like a sport. Like if I'm, if I want to do a time-lapse, sure, that'd be great. But if I'm going to walk up to something and want to get a picture of it or take a picture of a landscape, that's not the camera that I would go to. It's more for, uh, it's fun. And it's in addition to the other cameras you already have. Still solid top three. Um, the GoPro, excellent. Took great pictures, very reliable. The only thing I didn't really enjoy was because I don't like running the battery the entire time. And so you can put it, you can leave it on and then you can wake it up to take a picture, but I don't want my battery to die uh, during the course of the day. And I, I didn't want to have to fiddle with changing a battery. You can, but I, I just didn't want to. So um, I had to turn it on and off and it takes a while, you know, to boot up. It's not super fast. And so you're waiting for that to happen. And then defaults to video every time. So you have to slide it over to get to pictures. And so, yeah, it came with its own little, um, frustrations, but by and large, best video and best photo quality. So that was my favorite. I, I'd never had to look at a shot and go, eh, I don't like the way that looks. They always look good. Uh, so that was my favorite. What really surprised me aside from the go-to was the Sony Handycam. I used that in Colonial Williamsburg for the entire day and mostly interior shots um, with the video and because of the small sensor and a pretty decent uh, f-stop it's very sensitive to light so even indoors uh, I got a pretty usable image and the thing that surprised me most was using it outside got a really good um, photo quality out of it. So some of the pictures that I took were very usable, postable on social media. So that was surprising. And that's probably right at its one. I would say it is the the least expensive out of the two or out out of the two out of the four. Uh, So definitely GoPro hands down winner. Um, If you can get a GoTo or a 1X2 as a backup camera just for their fun, uh, the way to use them great cameras. Um, but the Sony Handycam, if you're looking for economy, 199, 
It's a great way to go. Uh, so aside from the vacation, I went hiking recently here locally. The leaves are changing. Wanted to take some good pictures. So I went out with my Canon T7i. It's an older camera. It's a DSLR. Takes great pictures. Only 1080p video. But, you know, I said, I want to I want to go out and I want to take good quality pictures of the, the leaves changing. And, you know, the camera's got that raw capability. So I said, I want to be able to take some pictures, edit them, make them look really good, right? And if you've ever, you know, gone out with a plan to create some content, get some pictures, get some video, does it always, you know, work out the way you plan? No. And so I get back, I look at the pictures, and I took a ton of pictures, and I, I look at them and I go, eh, I mean, they're okay. And with the, some with the, some editing, they look very nice. I mean, they, the colors pop out, but you know, you always want your pictures to look like the ones that you see on Instagram or on, um, oh, what's that other, there's a, there's another app that I use and I cannot, starts with a V, it's view something, but it, there are a couple uh, websites or apps where you can download photos. It's for, you know, people to share their content and you know, your pictures never look like that. Now, I don't know what kind of time they you know put into the editing process but that leads me kind of to my other point there there's and I mentioned this in a, a recent video on YouTube that there are two kinds of photographers or videographers and I'm, I'm sure you could probably dissect it into many different groups but I, I like I can probably narrow it down to two they're the ones who want to know every setting that you can possibly use on a camera. And before they press the shutter button, they want to have everything dialed in, their ISO, their exposure, their white balance, uh, frame, shutter speed, all that stuff, before they ever take a shot. Because they want to capture the very best picture they can put in their camera. Then there's people like me who I want to capture a moment. I want to get something that's that's usable um, it doesn't have to be the world's greatest picture. I don't do this for a living. I want it to take me back to a memory or a place or something I did. And I, at the same time, I want to go, oh, well, that, that's an interesting picture. I like that. You know, it doesn't have to be award winning, right? So those are the two people. And I would also say that the people who uh, really get wrapped around the axles with settings and everything, they're also the ones who take that image and they sit down and they do a lot of post-processing, editing, and fine-tuning. I've watched some videos about how people will take a picture and painstakingly edit to get it from what it originally was, which may have been a perfectly fine picture in the beginning, but how they kind of work with it and redirect it. And then the next thing you know, it, it looks good, but it's totally different than what the original mood or the original image looked like. So those are the two people. I'm, I don't do a lot of post-processing. I, I might take a picture and then, you know, do a couple edits, maybe throw a preset on it. But for the most part, I just want it to be, you know, acceptable. I just want people to look at it and go, oh, that's a nice picture. You know, it's nice colors, a nice place, a thing that you did. And I want to be able to remember, yeah, I went there. This is what we were doing. And this just happens to be the picture that 
you know, was a result of whatever I was doing. And I also find, and maybe you can relate to this, that the more time I spend, um, I don't want to say worrying about, but thinking about the type picture, the type video, how creative I want to be with it, the more time I spend obsessing about that, the less time I'm actually involved with doing what I want to be doing, which is going on the trip. If you're going on a sightseeing trip, you want to see the sights. You don't want to just look through the back of your camera the entire time. You want to experience what it is you're doing. So you want a camera that's the least intrusive as possible. So it's it's back to that dichotomy. You have a desire to create the content, but then you also have a desire as a person to be part of whatever it is you're doing and spend time with the people you're with. And so that's that's the challenge right there. Um, yesterday, speaking of challenges, if again, if you're a content creator, you probably did been down this road. I'm making my video. I've got my camera hooked up. Um, image looks great. I'm just chatting away. I've done a couple tests where you know I test the audio and the video, make sure everything's in frame, make sure everything sounds good. Now I've got everything planned out the way I want to say it, and I hit record and I start talking and pop, 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 and I'm I'm going through all my points. And then I look at the, the screen and I notice that the audio levels aren't moving. I look down, realize that yes, my camera is recording the audio, but the microphone I should have had plugged in to the camera, not plugged in. And so I, I wasn't going to redo everything. So that's about 10 minutes of video that has subpar audio usable, but not microphone, external microphone quality. So I'd take it, plug it back in. Sure enough, audio improves and it didn't stop my recording. And I went on and finished what I was doing. I'm, I'm sure we have all been there. And that's part of the, the frustration, the learning, but it's also, I would say part of the joy of being a content creator because it doesn't always go the way you want it to. And so, you know, it, discomfort, um, what do they say? There's an old saying that if you comfort is where creativity goes to die or growth goes to die, once you get comfortable, then, you know, nothing else seems to happen. So being uncomfortable or being, yeah, uncomfortable and, and being discouraged sometimes that's where you get creative and that's where you start to kind of get better. So I look at that as like a learning experience. All right. Last thing that I, I'm going to talk to you about today because we're, we're hitting the 23-minute mark. I like to keep these pretty short. Um, gear. Now, I did talk about this on YouTube, and I, I did talk about this in an earlier podcast about some of the new tech releases that came out. And if you're not a content creator, if this isn't something that you're invested in, you probably didn't even know that there's a GoPro 11 or that the Insta360 X3 came out or DJI Osmo 3 came out. You don't even know because you don't care. You're not in it. Now you watch YouTube videos and you like certain content creators, but you know, aside from that, you, you don't know about these things. But as a creator, and it's just, I think it's like this anywhere else. When I played tennis, I wanted the best tennis racket, the best tennis shoes because I saw all the other pros using that stuff. So I said, Oh, well, if I had that stuff, I'd play better. Uh, when, you know, you're doing fitness, you know, you see all these pieces of equipment that other professional, 
fitness people use. And you're like, oh, well, if I had that piece of equipment, I could be more fit because I can do what they're doing. And so it's, I think, human nature to, once you get involved in something, to see more of that thing. But then the more of that thing you see, the more ancillary stuff associated with it you see. And you be, you know, human nature kicks in and you want that stuff. I mean, you look at CrossFit, CrossFitters, the ongoing joke is all they want is to buy new shoes, right? So always wanting more gear and it's, it's hard. And the challenge, the daily challenge is to get better with the gear you have and not pine for just more gear. Um, because I, I've made that mistake a couple times where I bought something that I thought was instantly going to change how I made my content or my ability. And it doesn't, it's, it's all between the ears. It's your creative, it's your creative process, your creativity, how you use a tool. Um, because you see these comparisons all the time. You give an entry level camera to a professional and a professional camera to a beginner and see who makes the better video. Hands down, it's going to be the pro every time because they understand what it is they're trying to do, what they want to accomplish, and they're going to use that tool to, they're going to maximize what that tool can do in order to get those results. It's easier when you have, you know, newer gear or some, you know, like the the new Sony camera, which by the way, I am sick and tired of seeing these content creators talk about the Canon R5 or the Sony seven ace what is it the new a7s5 or a75 what is it a5 now the sony alpha a5 i guess i don't know but it's the latest greatest camera um yeah because they had the a7s3 a7s4 and now it's a7s5 and all these cameras, you know, they're really great. They shoot 8K. They do all kinds of crazy GWS stuff, but they're all over $3,000. Some are closer to six. And for the average content creator, that is just one, unnecessary, and two, unattainable until you get to the level they're at. And then if I'm at that level, am I really watching their videos? I don't know. You tell me. Let me know. Email me. Hit up the show. Let me know your feedback. And hey, if you like the show, make sure to uh, download a subscriber helps out the channel and that is where i'm going to leave you today that is all i got uh these ideas have been kind of piling up over the last week or so um a couple weeks probably and so that's all i got just wanted to get something out there on the airwaves so um hopefully you're having a great weekend hopefully you watch georgia uh win their game against florida and you enjoyed watching tennessee uh beat kentucky uh But other than that, this is the Low Def Media Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. You have yourself a great week, and we will look for you in the next one.